Welcome to another episode of the Chokeslam Wrestling Report. I am your host, The Ultimate One, coming to you live from New York City. Guys, I have the, the date will be the Crown Jewel review, plus what happened after Crown Jewel. Uh, a lot of stuff that happened that, you know, left us over the weekend scratching our heads and questioning Vince McMahon's greed for money and his abandonment of his stars. And I'll tell you why I'm saying that. But anyway, Crown Jewel started with the pre-show, which it was the Crown Jewel Battle Royal. The winner of this gets a shot at AJ Styles United States Championship. And the match was pretty much Titus O'Neil's catering service. Bunch of guys who you don't see in TV. Most of them either running for the 24-7 title and just jobbing out to other people. But Roberto Carrillo was the winner of this Crown Jewel Battle Royal. The only great thing that happened to me in my eyes was when Luke Harper and Eric Rowan faced off in the middle of the ring. And instead of them going at it, they decided to jump Roberto Carrillo during the match, double teaming him, making him work to earn that Battle Royal win. But at the end, Eric Rowan betrayed Luke Harper um, to win the Battle Royal. It was, I guess, you figure hey, every man for himself so while Luke Harper was being eliminated by Eric Rowan Beto Carrillo came from behind Eric Rowan and threw him out of the ring to win the battle royal after that the crown jewel event started it was Brock Lesnar versus Cain Velasquez and pretty much guys what we were seeing was not a WWE match we were watching a UFC fight two minutes of these guys kicking and grappling, grappling each other, and it was to me, I found that, that it was an embarrassment. I mean, Brock Lesnar doesn't care; he's gonna get paid big money. Cam Velasquez don't care; he's gonna get big money. And they ended up um, going at it for two minutes, and Brock Lesnar caught Cam Velasquez in his anaconda lock and made Velasquez tap. After the match, Velasquez was attacked again by um, Brock Lesnar who gave him an F5 on top of a chair uh, Mysterio tried to come in and help him he got tossed around and finally uh, Brock was going to give another I guess he was going to give him another F5 and uh, Mysterio came in and started hitting um, Brock Lesnar with a chair and Brock retreated but it was just an embarrassment and I got to tell you was going on in WWE then we had the tag team golden match and uh golden match started off uh, I know it was Robert Roode and Dolph Ziggler I can't picture who was in the ring with them to start that but Ziggler and and, and Roode were looking very good but they probably at the end they got eliminated I believe they got eliminated by New Day I could be wrong but the one thing that I have beef about about this tag team gauntlet was the fact that the two tag team champions from both brands did not end up in the finals and um, I found that very stupid because at the end of this tag team gauntlet Anderson and Gallows the OCs won the damn tournament I don't understand why would WWE would do this when now you're making your tag team champions look small and when I mean small means that your tag team titles don't mean nothing because Anderson and Gallows just won the cup and should have what you should have done was put Viking Raiders versus the revival at the end, the final, and whoever wins that 
is known as the tag team, uh, not the tag team champions, but the best of tag team wrestling, best in the world. But apparently, WWE does not think like us. Logic, they don't use logic, and they don't think long term. So we got this nonsense that you know, uh, Anderson and Gallo, even though they're being pushed, I don't know for what, because they weren't getting pushed when they first got there, and. They're still not getting pushed after they sign a five-year contract. So what are you planning to do with Anson and Gallows? The OC looks weak. Even though um, even though um, AJ Styles, the United States champion, he has not been looking good at all since they brought him to Raw to join with his buddies. And they're just making a mockery out of the OCs. Um, again, the fact that they're using the OC name makes it even worse because you're not the only club. Bullet Club is. Uh, but that's what we have. Uh, we will be back right back. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimal listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. And we're back. So we're going to continue on on this event that happened on Halloween night. Mansoor versus Cesaro. Good match. I think it was a decent match. It's one of the best decent matches they had on this event. Mansoor, i never seen them on wrestle i saw him in the battle royal i think the last saudi show i think in the beginning of the summer i don't remember what saudi show they had but the last saudi show that they had i think it was in april whatever with the goldberg versus undertaker and he won that battle royal of course the zaro whoever you put him in the ring with was in nxc uk or or in this event crown jewel he makes the time look good and the zaro again what i've been saying for years Last time this man had a single title around the wave when he first came in and he won the United States title. He had that belt for a while, and ever since that, he hasn't won a single title since. He won tag team titles with um, Sheamus, but you keep having him job to everybody that you have in your roster. What happened to the brass ring? This man is a great wrestler, and you don't give him what he wants. So, with that being said, what is the deal with him not having regular wrestling trunks and wrestling boots? He's wrestling in sweatpants and sneakers. I don't get it. It gets me more nervous because you don't have wrestling boots. So you don't have support on your ankles. Because you could land wrong from jumping off the top rope and break an ankle. But so, you know, people are going to be like, oh, wow, you could break an ankle wearing some wrestling boots. That's true. But you're not wearing the wrestling gear. So it makes you look, I don't know what the hell they're doing with it. But so, uh, Mansoor won this match versus Cesaro and then he gave a speech to the crowd of Saudi Arabia how he's uh, how he's proud of his people and whatever but Mansoor looks good I mean supposedly he's in NXT I have never seen him in NXT but he's in NXT um, so he's already in the United States so uh, I'm hoping to see him again you know in the future then we had an embarrassment of a match more embarrassing than the first one and it was Tyson Fury versus Braun Strowman. This was just bullcrap. I mean, I saw Tyson Fury use an arm lock, which you have not seen that in ages in a, in a wrestling match. 
Um, he did the fundamental stuff, but then um, there's not much to talk about. Braun Strowman got caught with a right from Tyson Fury. He fell on the floor outside the ring. He didn't beat the 10 count, which was embarrassing. Then he goes into the ring. He catches Tyson Fury and he power slams him. But here's the worst part. Tyson Fury does not sell it. He gets up real quick. And, and Braun Strowman, this is still my ring, whatever. But he did not sell your power slam. Makes you look weak. So you travel all the way to Saudi Arabia for that crap. I, I don't understand it. I really don't understand it. Um, so it was, you know, how, you know, it was just, uh, I don't know. It just, it leads me mind-boggling. That's all I can say. Then we had the AJ Styles versus Humberto Carrillo, like I told you earlier. Uh, Carrillo won the Crown Jewel Battle Royal, so he got a shot at this title. But it was kind of dumb because I figured Kevin Owens would be in there. Cause I don't think Kevin Owens was even in the damn Battle Royal or whatever. But uh, Humberto Carrillo versus AJ Styles, we saw this on Monday, three days before the the uh, Saudi uh, the Saudi show. So why we have we seen this again? It was a little better of a match, whatever. But at the end, AJ Styles still beat him. And then to top it off, he came with the OC. The OC came with the trophy. They beat up on Carrillo after the match. Then they posed with the trophy and the title of AJ Styles on top of the trophy. And they posed for the cameras. So then we had the Natalia versus Tracy Evans. Natalia and Tracy Evans came out with t-shirts on. They didn't have... Did showing the cleavage or whatever, and Tracy Haven did not do her usual entrance. Um, very good match, I can you know, I can't say, uh, but I know that Natalia was on her way into the ring, she got hit with a plastic bottle from the crowd. So, uh, and who knows and why this match happened because now there's word that maybe that match was shouldn't never happen because why this woman got thrown with a bottle, I don't know, but it was a good match, Natalia versus Tracy Evans. And um, Natalia beats Tracy Evans with a, uh, a sharpshooter after the match. They hug each other, crying, class act. They are the first promotion to ever have a wrestling women's match in Saudi Arabia. So you know WWE will not make you forget it for the rest of your life. So we'll be right back after this. And we're back. So then the next match was the Team Hogan versus Team Flair. Not much to say about this match. Um, there was a little bit of with the uh, Rusev versus uh, Lashley crap. I mean, I think Lana came out there at one point. Everybody said that Lana was out there. I didn't see her. So maybe I didn't care, I guess. But again, a woman like Lana out there again, it's not a good move. Uh, WWE pushed the envelope, and I'm going to tell you why after this um, review of the Crown Jewel. Um but Team Hogan won that as uh, Roman Reigns spear Randy Orton. The match was just people getting thrown all over the place. It was not something that I could say. It looked like a Raw event, to be honest with you. It was not something. And of course, you know they're gonna they're gonna push Roman to, to end it all. And when I and Roman's team did not look good. Then what the hell was Ricochet wearing? That's my question. He came in looking like some I don't know some 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 power ranger outfit they keep what's with this real superhero crap that they got going on with him what happened to his wrestling rings they usually wear first it was uh 
uh, I forgot what the guy he came out with some I think it was SummerSlam he came out with some uh, blue devil blue angel whatever fallen angel look whatever what is it with this it's just nonsense WWE I don't know I'm telling you a lot of these wrestlers are gonna leave because nobody wants to deal with this this is garbage absolute garbage but again Team Hogan wins with uh, Roman Reigns spearing Randy Orton then we have the Universal Title Match, Seth Rollins versus The Fiend. Again, why we have this red light on? It was cool when we saw it at the Hell in the Cell, but you're doing it again in Saudi? Again, pleasing the Saudis. I don't understand this. And the match throughout the whole match was that's all you saw, the red lighting, whatever. The match ended pretty much with um, um, Seth Rollins curb stomping um, The Fiend 14 times. Tell me if his finishing move has not died in the process. Because if the Fiend got up 14 times out of this curve song, why isn't he going to use it anymore? Your, your finishing move don't mean nothing. You know? So a lot of people going to be like, but, but that's the Fiend. He got superpowers, whatever. Stop. Stop with the nonsense. Really, stop. It's not even worth it. You know? This, it's just, uh, I got, all I have to say is it's just nonsense. But we uh, we saw the fiend got thrown from uh, like from the stage area into like a bunch of boxes where they keep the electrical stuff and you got pyro electricity all stuff blowing up whatever and you got medical attendants coming running to aid the fiend and out of nowhere um, the fiend pops out out of nowhere and catches Seth Rollins with the abdominal uh, claw and then he hits him with Sister Abigail on the stage. And he pins Seth Rollins to become the Universal Champion. So now we had another scenario. Because now, what's going to happen now? You got SmackDown has two world champions and whatnot. But, as you well know, uh, if you guys saw SmackDown this week, um, so far Brock Lesnar quit. Brock Lesnar ended up quitting SmackDown because he's looking for Rey Mysterio. He's going to end up at Raw. So there is word that there's going to be some type of trade where Brian uh, looks like um, Ray Wyatt it's going to be the in Smackdown and um, and uh, oh Rock is going to be Raw but what's going to happen with the red title and a blue brand I don't understand this unless they change the titles that's the only thing I can say unless they change the title and make it blue you know that could happen but who knows this we're talking about WWE. WWE comes up with anything they want, and so we're, we'll be right back after this. So we're back now. Let's talk about what happened after the crown jewel. Um, supposedly, the superstars were not able to leave Saudi Arabia. Apparently, this word now there was a lot of rumors going around that. Uh, Vince McMahon kind of insulted or got into it with the Saudi government. What well, it all comes down now, today, Monday, the story is that WWE put and WWE.com put that that they were the superstars with uh, when they were in Saudi Arabia, they were having plane trouble, there was mechanical failure on the plane they were in, and whatever. But as it turned out, that was the full story developed, whatever. Vince McMahon had a disagreement with the Saudi government. The Saudi owes Vince McMahon money for two shows that they've done in Saudi Arabia. One is 300 million, the other one's 400 million. 
and McMahon got pissed off and took uh, a private charter, a private plane with Roman Reigns and Hogan in it and flew out. Brock Lesnar had his own charter. He left. So he pretty much left all the rest of the superstars behind. And most of the wrestling superstars that were in the in the Saudi Arabia got stuck for almost two days. And they, were, and they had a uh, SmackDown sh- show the next night in Buffalo. A lot of them didn't make it. They didn't make it. Am I for this? Brock made it. The rest of the SmackDown Roman Reigns didn't show up. Um, a lot of the, um, the Fiend didn't show up. So I guess that's why they put the NXT guys on SmackDown on, on Friday, which pretty much was um, SmackDown's best rating of the year, the best SmackDown of the year. They got, I think, a 2.83 rating compared to what they had the week before with 800, which was 0.8. So that was one of the worst SmackDown ratings they ever had in history. So the fact is now that McMahon left his people behind. And what a lot of a lot of the superstars say they don't want to go back. They don't want to go back. They feel betrayed by Vincent Man. And it looks a lot of them are trying to get the hell out of WWE. If you thought you could uh, lock down wrestlers now, and after what happened, there was word that Rusev was trying to is trying to a, a negotiate his contract. Rusev, you still want to stay there? After, especially with that little thing that your show is going on with you and Lastly and the whole edgy content with your wife. Do you really want to stay there? And if you do, you're a fool. Well, no money in the world is worth what you're going through right now. So, you know, we'll be right back. And we're back. So, again, so that's that. That was this issue with the WWE this weekend. Um, I don't know what's gonna happen, but we'll see. We'll see. So, um, but anyway, other news there happened over the week last week. Sammy Callahan won the Impact World Title. I thought he was gonna win in Bound for Glory. I guess they gave him another uh, Brian Cage another five-day reign. Uh, he ended up being Brian Cage in a, in a in a cage match afterwards. He tweeted, I'm going to go out to get me a cold one. Bubbly, uh, the bubbly are for bitches. In other words, he threw a, he threw a, a shade to Jericho. I don't know if Jericho um, either um, answered to that tweet, but it's cool. Though. I like it because that's, you know, AEW could work with Impact, inter-promotion stuff. Could have a double uh, Impact champion versus the AEW champion. Major League Wrestling is already trying to work with AAA. Uh, actually, they announced they're going to work with AAA. AAA has worked with Impact, AEW, now Major League Wrestling. So, if there, if there's some type of a merger there, not a merger, but the type of uh, like how can I say uh, cohesive unit together, work together to you know share. Um, uh, talent, it would be great, man. Because you know how great AEW would look. But the people are asking, well, being that not Major League Wrestling is working with AAA, is that going to affect a AAA Mega Champion Kenny Omega? I don't think so. But who knows? Anything could work. Listen, if, if right now WWE is in the ropes, so anybody shouldn't even bother what's going on with WWE. Just take care of your promotion and do what you got to do. Anything would be cool. You know what I'm saying? So it's just a fact that. You got Major League Wrestling now working with Triple H, you know, and it's, it, it could be great. Also, the fact that we saw this past Wednesday where Kenny Omega came out and he did that little video before he came out. 
people a lot of people does not know that that yellow little lion is new japan if you don't believe me that's fine they're not going to use the same um new japan logo because it would have got that's uh copyright infringement you can't use that in a promo in your promotion no, unless you're doing some type of promotion um, back and forth with them but that was a shot that was a hit on new japan look at the if you see the video you see Kodai Bushi holding the G1 Climax right there when they said, and your best friend, he was never on your side. Well, it tells you, you know, New Japan, New Japan monster got Kenny Omega pissed off or something, and he's throwing shade, but that's Kenny Omega. He always throwing shade somewhere. You know, he's working now with DDP, uh, uh, DDT, whatever the promotion, with Riho, I just saw one, a match that he had in Japan. And so he's working with them, so I don't know. But it's something for you guys to look forward to to see what's going to happen. Also, uh, more news. Jay Lethal, he suffered a broken arm when he was wrestling PCO. Not good for Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor is already having so much issues this year. They, they I mean, they had suffered this year completely. As far as the fan base, uh, attendance, and all that stuff. I, listen, I won't be surprised if they sell it. They sell Ring of Honor to somebody because they're losing money. They're losing a lot of money. So Jay Lethal being down now, you know, it's, it's not good. So we'll see. Uh, also, Rob Van Dam came out saying he's sick of people stealing his moves. Young Bucks and Kenny Omega. He mentioned both of those guys. Um, I don't know what moves he's talking about that they're stealing. I mean, I, the move that I can know that, that he pretty much uh, originated was the coast-to-coast dropkick from one corner of the ring to the other. And the only one that I've seen used always is... Shane McMahon and WWE again. WWE steals everything. But if if there are any other moves being incorporated by other wrestlers, think about it, Rob Van Dam. That means that you are an inspiration to these wrestlers. They will love. That means they were looking at you when they were coming up. They were they look up to you. Whether they're stealing it or not, if they're making it better or they they're doing it out of your honor, it's 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 great for wrestling. So why are you bitching about? You know, it doesn't make no damn sense. I don't know. Rob Van Dam now supposedly he turned heel. Um, he hasn't been heel since 1997 when he was with ECW. But apparently he turned on, I think, on Rhino on Powerful Glory. And I don't know what's his next move. His next move. I honestly, I don't want to watch Rob Van Dam. Rob Van Dam is old. He doesn't move like he used to do back in the days. He's been in the business for a long time. But, you know, I don't care for anybody who's still trying to wrestle and trying to make himself... Uh, legitimate when your time has come and go. You know what I'm saying? So it's like the same thing like Rick Flair when he used to see Rick Flair in the ring past his prime. I'm like, why are you doing the ring? Same thing with Hogan. You know what I'm saying? Sting. A, I love Sting and Sting is my favorite wrestler of, of all time. You know? And when I used to see him in the ring, especially the last couple uh, year with WWE, it used to hurt me because I didn't want to see him wrestle. He was old. You know? He wasn't, even though he still had it, but he was old. So it's crazy but anyway guys thank you for listening to my podcast support the podcast uh i'm in iHeartRadio, radio pandora apple spotify google podcast stitcher and other any other podcast that you can imagine i'm almost, i'm in there the chokeslam wrestling report uh, i'm your host the ultimate one i want to thank you for supporting all my peoples overseas in the united states um i also have my youtube channel called the ultimate one wrestling news i got contest videos there i didn't download anything this week i've been busy so um, hopefully by this saturday i'll have one or sunday so uh, but you can check out other contests i got there if you like what you see 
uh, subscribe to the channel and um, um, check it out. And if you want any know any information about my, my other links, I got Twitter, Instagram, and um, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook on top of the YouTube channel, and you can find out Ultimate Wrestling News. And also, I got the Choke Course. You listen to the Choke Slam Wrestling Report, my audio podcast. I do every Monday and every Thursday. On Thursdays, I do the AEW Dynamite episode reviews. Uh, so um, I'll be on again on Thursday. Once again, thank you for everything. Coming to you live from New York City. I'm your host, Ultimate One, and I say have a good day and have a good week. <laughs>